Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. If you have a stash of craft supplies that you are ready to turn into cash, then my 10-day workshop for handmade business owners is for you. Stash to Cash is going to give you everything that you need to go from craft supplies to profit in just 10 days. So all you have to do is head on over to s2c.daniellskaminski.com to grab your copy for only $27. That is the letter S, the number 2, the letter C, .daniellskaminski.com. And you'll find that link in the show notes. So if you're ready to go from a supply hoarder to a handmade business owner, then this is going to be for you. Or maybe you have a handmade business and you've kind of let it sit to the wayside and you're ready to get that thing jump started again. This 10 day workshop is going to get you there and it's only $27. So head on over now and I can't wait to see you inside. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Makers Chat. I'm here today with Christy Johnson of Christy Johnson Creative. She is also going to be joining us as a speaker this September at the Makers and Shakers Small Business Conference. So, hey, Christy, how is it going? Hey, it's going great. It's a great morning. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you here today. So tell our audience just a little bit about, you know, who you are, what your business is and what you do, and and maybe kind of what, what brought you to that. Sure, I would love to. So I am a wedding photographer and a portrait photographer. I started doing photography, like a lot of people who get into photography, started in high school, taking photos of my friends, you know, senior prom pictures and stuff like that. And then eventually it grew into a love for weddings. And then I realized I really had a knack for business through all the back end sides of business and figured out that not a lot of people are really into that. As creatives, it's very easy to just go full steam ahead into the art and the creativity and then realize, wait a minute, I have all these tasks that I have to run um, for my business to keep it working. And I have to think about marketing and finances and operations and sales and holy moly. And you get a little bit overwhelmed. But I learned early on that I was really interested in that, that type of thing. And so I took some time away from photography uh, about three years ago. Uh, my husband and I moved for his job. Uh, we moved to California. And so at that time, I started to build up an education side of my business. I'd done a little bit of photography mentoring here and there um, when I was still living in South Carolina. Spoiler alert, we're back in South Carolina, but I'll get there. So I'd put it on the back burner a little bit because we moved and you know, it takes a long time to build an events-based business. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that here in California. I'm going to get into the education space. So I started creating courses and resources for creative entrepreneurs, not just photographers. One thing that I got involved in was the Tuesdays Together chapter in California, which if you're not familiar with Tuesdays Together, it's part of the Rising Tide Society, which is a group of creative small business owners gathering in the spirit of community over competition. There's chapters all around the country and even around the world. So I started to realize that, you know, there's a need for education, not just in photography, but also in other aspects of business. So I started to cater my resources towards other business owners as well. So I have a podcast, which you can listen to called the Freedom to Flourish podcast. I talk about all things business over there and hopefully soon I'll be launching a membership community, which is just 
a place where people can come and get support and be a part of a community. Because something that I realized early on is that if you don't have people in the game with you, it can be very easy to get discouraged and you'll throw in the towel, you know, from, from like just right at the get-go. So I think community is very important. So it's my hope to be able to create a community for people to achieve their goals, make real steps towards doing what they love, finding freedom in their life and their business. So long story short, I've been talking way too much. No, you're good. Because of COVID-19, my husband started working remotely and we were spending tons of money on rent in California when he wasn't going into the office. We came back to South Carolina. This is where family is. Um, It's home. And now I'm going back into photography and it feels (laughs) so great to be doing that. But I can't, I can't give up the education side. You know, lots of people say you need a niche down and you need to just focus on one thing. I can't. And we've talked about this before. <laughs> yes. I have too many things that I like. So you can find me doing wedding photography and portraits with my sister-in-law, which is great. Our business is called Stephanie and Christy Photography. She's amazing. I'm so excited. Again, it goes back to that community aspect. Since I have a team member, a, a business partner, it's so much more fun. <laughs> than the first time around. So yeah, I'm loving it. And I'm excited uh, about the new phase of my business, going back into photography and see where it, where it takes, takes me. And you're going to marry the two when you come speak at the conference, because you're going to be helping us learn about photography, but you're going to be teaching other creatives. So we're really excited about that. Yes. I am very excited too. And I love what you're doing with the conference. I just love everything that you're doing because (laughs) I love that you're helping handmade business owners and makers, because that is something that is so needed. When I was first started out in photography, there was not a lot of education out there. It was kind of like you had to piecemeal things together and read blogs and hunt for what you were looking for. It was very difficult. Now there's tons of education for photographers. If you want to become a photographer, there's a million courses that you can take, but there's not really that many for makers or handmade business owners. So I love what you're doing um, in our community. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My, my hope is that it will be an encouragement and people who maybe initially would have given up because it was too hard to get the information can sort of right. power through that initial resistance and learn what's going to work for them because that you're right. That's the hard part. I'm like you, I enjoy the business side of things. Like I love to do the creative work, obviously the handmade stuff, but like my brain also really enjoys like marketing. And, and that, I mean, I guess because that that's creative too. It's just a different kind of creativity and I enjoy it, but I know a lot of people don't and it can be really overwhelming. So my goal is to make it easier for people to, to get into that, to learn what they absolutely need to learn to keep going. Yeah. And if you can remove, um, I'm a big believer in doing what has like the least barrier to entry. And so if you can remove some of those roadblocks, starting a business is so overwhelming. If you can just give them a little piece of information, you know, one thing leads to the next and leads to the next. So it's, I feel like it's all about kind of stepping stones, just, Mm -hmm. just finding that small tidbit of information and running with that and then finding the next one. So you can make it, break it down to where it's actionable, easy to understand. I think that's the best kind of education. Yeah, definitely. So I know that the move spurred you getting into education too, but what else about that process appealed to you? What, what do you enjoy most about your work with other business owners? Sure. That's a great question. The move was a huge catalyst to saying, you know what, I'm going to do this right now, but I think it's just, it's just that community aspect. I talk about that so much. 
because it's so true. So I love working with people and I love, you know, seeing the light bulb go on, off in their heads and they're like, oh yeah, I can do this because I remember being a new photographer and being so overwhelmed. I would look at people's photos on Instagram. Well, Instagram wasn't really that big of a thing. It was Flickr at the time. <laughs> I would look at their photos and be like, Oh, I don't know how they did that. What links did they use? How did they get the light to look so great? And, you know, you instantly start to compare yourself. I know that that happens with every business owner. Imposter syndrome is so real, you know, and you see someone killing it in business and thriving and you think, well, I don't know if I'm, if I'm able to do that. So I just, I remember how crucial it was and how life-changing it was when I found people who were willing to help me and who were willing to answer my questions and who weren't kind of like hoarding their knowledge as like some secret that they need to keep for all eternity. And if it gets out, then their business is going to come crumbling to the ground. Like that's not my philosophy because I know how much it helped me when someone said, yeah, this is what lens I'm using. And you know what, this is how, you know, I did that pose or whatever. So what I love about education is, is I love to make it easier for other people so that they don't have to have that. Oh my goodness. I have no idea what I'm doing. I want to kind of like give up how did they do that kind of kind of thing and show them that there are people out there who can help you and who are willing to help you there may be a lot of people that you interact with and you're like you know what they don't seem like they want to help me that's okay there's there's someone else so i think the main thing is just is just connecting with people and interacting with people and taking away some of that overwhelm i love to take things that are huge and overwhelming and break it down into those actionable steps If you want to grow your YouTube channel to 10,000 followers, that's a huge goal. But instead, let's, let's say, you know what, let's come up with five topics for your first five YouTube videos. And let's just start with the first one, (laughs) you know, and it just starts from there. So that's what I love. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you there. And it's, it's really rewarding. I think to see somebody when you can see the light bulb click and see them get excited about something. And it's like, okay, yeah, we've hit gold here. Now they're ready and they can just Mm -hmm. like run with it and, and find their, their groove. Because at the end of the day, there's a million ways to run a business. And it's really all about helping people figure out the way that works for them. So, right. That's so true. I was recently talking with someone on my podcast and we were talking about how it can be very overwhelming to market yourself because there's a thousand ways to do things. And I think we often think that, oh my goodness, there's a thousand ways to market and I need to do all 1000 of them. No, the truth is there's 1000 ways to market and you can just do the one that resonates with you and that's okay. Yes. I heard that episode. That was a good episode. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So then you moved back to South Carolina And I know you and I talked a lot because now that you are back in the Greenville area, you have brought your connections from Tuesdays together and now you're helping with the local chapter here. Mm -hmm. So is it just, and now I'm, I'm also trying to keep up a little bit because we're, we were talking before we came on here. We're really excited that we're about to start to be able to meet in person again, because we haven't been able to have in-person meetings for so long is, are you the the primary leader of this chapter now? Yes. So the chapter is Tuesdays together, Greenville. The website is greenville.therisingtidesociety.com. I don't know how it happened. I'm leading the chapter. <laughs> I would love to bring on some, some chair persons to help with things. But for now, when we, we've been doing virtual for the last two years. Right. Um, so for the last year, I've been leading the chapter. 
and would love to bring in some new faces. Yeah, it's great. And it's a great group. So when I first found out about it, I had been listening to some different podcasts and I had heard Natalie, you know, being interviewed with different people talking about Natalie Frank is one of the founders. I had heard her talking about, you know, all of the the different things. And so I looked into it and I found a local group and it was mostly when I went to the first handful of meetings I went to, that's been years ago now, I want to say that was probably 2017, maybe. And it was mostly photographers, videographers, bloggers, content creators, a lot of content creator types too. So when I went in at first, I was like, "Mm, I don't necessarily fit, but I do. And and at the end of the day, it was like, we all have to learn the same stuff to run our businesses. Like what our Mm -hmm. business is, is different from each other, but what we have to learn and what we have to do is the same. What do you think that create, I'm just throwing this out there because not even just locally here in South Carolina, but like you already mentioned, there are chapters of the Rising Tide Society all over. And Mm -hmm. the idea of community over competition is one that everyone struggles with. We've talked about it here on the podcast before. A lot of creatives will let that comparison stop them from even getting started. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, someone else already does this. And so I don't, I don't want to do that because someone else already does it. And who am I, right? Like you were saying, imposter syndrome is a very real thing and it it really will. It'll stop people from even getting started. So what do you think is something that handmade businesses or more, more hands-on, I guess, type creative businesses would benefit from being, being in a local chapter? You want to talk about that just a minute? Yeah, that's a great question because you're right. I joined the Greenville Tuesdays Together chapter 2016 and it was mostly photographers and since I was a photographer I was like oh yay these are my people then when I moved to California I got involved in the San Jose chapter and I was one of the only photographers it was very interesting how the demographics were different and I'm not quite sure why that is but the reality is we were talking about the same topics because the Rising Tide Society it's a it's an international organization and they put out resources Every single month, there's a monthly guide with articles on the monthly topic. So the topic will be social media marketing, video marketing. This year, we're going to talk about TikTok because that's <laughs> a thing. You know, email marketing, business operations, book bookkeeping, financials, all the things that you need to know as a business owner. So when I moved into the chapter in San Jose, California, it was kind of like a light bulb moment of, wait a minute, this is applicable to everyone who owns a business. And something that the Rising Tide Society also realized through the pandemic was that not just creative small business owners need help. Small businesses in general were struggling. Mm -hmm. And so now if you're a small business owner and you're not a quote unquote creative, I would argue that we are all creative. And And any small business, like if you have a small business, that's creative because you're putting something brand new out into the world. But I think that now in our chapter, we have small business owners who are cabinet, you know, refinishers, or we have one guy who hauls junk and that's his business. He'll take your junk out of your yard and move away, you know? So they saw this need that, you know what? Small businesses need help, not just creatives, not just photographers, so I think that what a hand, handmade business owner can can benefit from joining a group like that is number one, you're going to get education that is quality content. It's peer reviewed and it's also modern. You know, there's a lot of education. I don't like to, I don't like to be negative. I like to be positive, <laughs> um, but some business age education is kind of dated and kind of old school and the tactics that worked 
even when I was starting in business in 2009, they're not going to work anymore <laughs> because it's a new market. So the education is top notch. If you really do invest in that, we, we put out webinars every single month from an expert. And then, like I said, the monthly guides. So that's a great way to grow your business and to learn some of the, the modern business practices um, that are out there and available to you. But also the main thing for me is community and you can have community with a photographer or a videographer and a handmade business owner and someone who is a junk hauler because you're all going through the same things. You're all having to manage your books you're having to find new clients, you're doing your marketing, selling their sales, and you have to keep these things going. And so really coming and, and just asking people questions, asking, you know, Hey, what's going on in your business? Where are you struggling? And how, how, what has helped you overcome that? That's such a huge tool for any business owner to be able to learn from each other. So I think that would be, you know, education, but then ultimately community and realizing that yeah. all our struggles are the same and, and having someone to connect with and kind of go on the journey with you. It's invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I will say this, I love, I mean, you know, I have the makers chat community here, which is mostly handmade business owners. I have my membership group, which is handmade business owners, but there is something to be said for being a part of a community where you are with a lot of people who are coming at things from a different perspective, mm -hmm. because I feel like some of the most valuable things that I have learned in my business journey have come from thinking outside of the handmade box. Like, okay, mm -hmm. so things that used to work for handmade business owners, like you said, times have changed. And some of those things still work, but we have to come at them from a different angle now. And like you said, it hasn't been something that has been widely, there's more and more creative business coaches popping up who are teaching and that's wonderful. So more options is good because it means you can find the person that has the personality that works for you because mm -hmm. I have taken courses and been in groups with teachers that I really liked, but that I didn't, not even that I didn't click with, like I really liked them. It was yeah. just something about the way they taught didn't really work for me. So sure. I think it's really important to, to find the person whose methods and the way that they teach works for you. So again, the more the merrier in that regard, but that yeah. is something that I feel like is relatively new. I'd say in the past five to six years, we've really seen more of that happening, which means there's this huge community of people who've been doing handmade forever, you know, that are needing to learn new things, but also new people coming into that, that could really use the guidance. And like I said, I've just, I've, I've learned that some of the coaches I've had that maybe teach a slightly different demographic, I've been able to take what they teach and apply it to what I do. And mm. it's been like light bulb moments because it's not anything I've ever heard taught that way before, because mm -hmm. I've always heard it from a different perspective. So anyway, being surrounded by people who do something different than what you do, I think is really valuable too. So that's another thing that I like about it is that it's not just people who do what I do. It's people who are coming at it from a different perspective and they're more, yeah. they have the business knowledge, but they're also coming at it from more of a customer perspective than yeah. another business owner, which is really helpful too, because they're like, well, what if you did this? And it's like, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way because all of my teachers are teaching me how to sell handmade products. This person is like, well, if I'm buying your product, this is what I want. And that's really helpful. So yeah. Right. And to your point, some of the best lessons that I've ever learned in my life have come from someone totally different than me. 
because if you think about it as people, we, we kind of like to stay in our little bubbles. And if you only talk to people who think just like you, then you're not really going to see growth because I believe that growth happens when you are pushed outside of your comfort zone and outside of your bubble. I do believe that there's a huge benefit to finding a community of handmade business owners because, you know, those are the people who, you know, it's like, oh, you get it, you know, and you, and you realize, oh, you're my people and you know exactly what I'm going through. And it's so great to have those relationships where people relate to you in that way. I love having a community of other photographers or being now getting into the education space, surrounding myself with people who are trying to do the same thing that I'm doing has been so helpful. But at the same time, when you can listen to someone else, you can learn so much more. I, you know, some of the best lessons I've learned have come from people in like the sales world or or people who are not creative at all. If I say, Hey, take a look at my website, tell me what you think it like, you can start to realize, Oh, they're not thinking about it the same way that I am because their perspectives perspective is different than mine, which is, which is great because I think that you want to have your business be accessible to as many people as possible. And if you're only listening to yourself or only listening to people who are just like you, you may be leaving out some people who could enjoy your business, but you're not speaking their language. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about photography for handmade business owners. Um, That's what you're going to be talking about at the conference. Maybe give us a little teaser. Sure. Yes. So at the Makers and Shakers conference, I'm going to be talking about how to take better product photos. And we're going to talk especially about doing it with your phone so that you don't have to have any fancy equipment. If you have a fancy camera, that's great. We will, the, the concepts, the great thing is that the concepts still apply no matter what camera you're working on. These days, phones have gotten so great that to be honest with you, I go on vacation sometimes and I don't even bring my quote unquote big camera because the phone, it works really well. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about how to take product photos with your phone. One of the biggest things that I see people struggling with is getting that consistent lighting. So getting that consistent feel across their images. Uh, When someone goes to your website or to your Instagram feed or Facebook or whatever, one thing that I see some people struggling with is their photos don't look consistent. Maybe their images have a, like an orange hue from those pesky warm lights that we all have in our house. They're great for, for being in your house and enjoying the nice, relaxing, calming nature of them. But when taking photos, your photos turn out orange and you're like, why is this happening? Why is my picture orange? (laughs) So I'm going to talk a lot about lighting, how to combat those color casts, which from the lighting in your home and how to just take more consistent photos so that when someone comes to your page, they see a wonderful representation of your work and they're not distracted by flaws in the images, but they can really let the product speak for itself and see those details. So we're going to talk about lighting, especially, and And I'll just give you a little bit of a teaser. We're going to talk about how to find clean light. When we talk about clean light in photography, we're talking about either the whites. So the whites in the photo or skin tones. Now, if you're taking photos of your products, you don't have to worry about skin tones. So that's great. So all you have to think about is the whites. And so if you have the color white in your photo, does it look white? That's the question. Or does it look blue? or green, 
or orange or pink. We don't want that. We want the white to look white. One way that you can achieve that is by having clean light to begin with. So the best way to kind of achieve clean light is by using natural light coming in from a window, because like I mentioned, you know, light bulbs in our house, some are orange, you know, some are warmer, some are cooler or more blue colored. So if you're taking photos in your house, it may be inconsistent. So the best thing is to find a window light with some even light, because I think that's going to help out a lot to give you that, that clean look where it looks nice and professional because people can tell when they go to a website and the photos are orange or blue, they're gonna be like, "Mm, that seems weird. (laughs) And also because so much of our handmade work, it's our, it's artistic. You want your colors to show up accurately. So when someone receives your item in the mail, you don't want them to say, wait a minute. Like I thought this was going to be more pink, but it's actually more red or whatever. Photography can have a lot to do with that. So we're going to talk about how to find clean light, but also how to edit if your light is not particularly consistent because sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's cloudy. (laughs) We'll talk a little bit about artificial light as well. If you can't photograph with natural light, or if you have to photograph at nighttime, or if you have those issues where sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's cloudy or whatever. And we'll talk a little bit about composition. If you want a little bit of a teaser, you can head over to my blog. Um, I have a blog post called three keys to consistent product photos. And you can get that by just going to christyjohnsoncreative.com slash product photos. That will give you the, like the three most important things that I think about taking better photos of your products. And there's also a tutorial that's linked in there to Lightroom mobile, which is an editing app to kind of help you achieve that clean light if it's not clean to begin with when you photograph it. So I'm super excited about it at the conference. We're going to do a deep dive into all these things and I'm really excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be really great because I know that that's something I feel like I can never learn enough about how to take better pictures. (laughs) And I know that that's something that for me, working with the vendors at my store, you know, we have a website where we put pictures and people are always like, how in the world do I take a good picture? Like this isn't Mm -hmm. showing up right. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, I have no little things I've learned that I've been able to share, but I'm excited to learn more so that I can, you know, share more with them too, because it's going to be, it's going to be really helpful because especially now that we do so much business online, you Mm -hmm. know, pictures are more important than ever. Yeah. And having, having consistent photos, I think, I don't know if you can relate, but sometimes I'll scroll through and I'll see someone's photo and I'm like, Oh, I can instantly tell that that's that person's photo Mm -hmm. without having even seen that it was them posting it. So if you can develop a consistent style to your photos and it's not difficult, if you can develop a consistent style, then people will start to recognize Mm -hmm. your products when they show up online. Um, yeah, I understand being a small business owner, is hard and we have to find ways that we can cut costs. And so not everyone can afford to have a photographer come in and take photos of their work once a month or whatever. It would be great if we could. Um, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and for handmade business owners who are creating new one of a kind pieces every day and hopefully selling them and turning them over quickly, the time that you invest to take those product photos, you have to weigh it against the cost of the product itself. You have to weigh right. it against, you know, how much time do I have and how much time can I literally afford you know, to spend doing these photos and things. So yeah, I'm really, I think this is going to be a really, really great session um, for everyone who's coming to the conference. So I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited to be there. I can't wait for it either. It's going to be awesome. All right. So I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid fire, get to know you questions, Uh followed by a couple of not quite so rapid fire, (laughs) but first off, beach or mountains? 
Oh, oh my word. You know what? Pre-marriage, it was beach a hundred percent, but I married a mountain man. So I'm going to have to go with mountains. Awesome. I love it. I'm a mountains person and everyone else says beach. So it's, I'm always excited to, to hear another mountains. Yes. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. A hundred percent. Okay. Movies or books? I wish I could say books because that would make me sound smarter, but definitely (laughs) movies. Nothing wrong with that. Do you like to go to the movies or do you like to watch them at home? Definitely at home. I'm a homebody. Okay. So then introvert or extrovert? I'm an extrovert married to an introvert. So I would rather be at home watching the movies with my husband and our family, but I'm a big extrovert. So I I like to go out and and be where the people are too. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love it. All right. And so then the one that's not quite so rapid fire, but I think it's a fun question. If you could go back in time to any period in history, what period would you go to and where in the world would you want to visit? Wow. I did not prep for this. I kind of enjoy right now, but (laughs) I think I would like to go back to the Mm seventies. I would just really like to go to a disco or something and like just dress crazy. Although I guess the style, well, the 90s style is coming back. So maybe if I just wait a few more years, the 70s style will come back and then I can relive my dreams. But (laughs) where would I go? You know what? I love California. I would go to San Francisco. It's so the best. San Francisco in the 70s. I mean, I'm sure that would be very entertaining if nothing else. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm starting to second guess my my decision. San Francisco in the 70s. Yeah, but let's go with that. <laughs> I'm a free spirit at heart. There you go. There you go. With limits. Um, I have my boundaries. <laughs> Very strong boundaries. And then finally, if there was one person, famous, not famous, whatever, living or gone that you could spend an hour with, who, who would you want to spend an hour with talking to? I think I, the first person that came to my mind is Rosa Parks because- you know, I don't know if she knew that her act of right. not giving up her seat was going to become something that we talk about in our history books, but I would like to just, just have a conversation with her. And, yeah. and I feel sad that there are so many people in our country who are not given the same privileges that some of us are. So I would just Absolutely. love to talk to her and chat with her because yeah. I'm sh- I'm bet that she probably had a positive outlook on life. I'm seems sure. like people who are who experience hardships and struggles are usually the, the most wise and the most joyful and the most at peace. So I would like to ask her where, where that joy and that peace comes from and, and bring some of that to my life. Yeah. Get to know the the person behind the icon. That would be really cool. Yeah. That's a great answer. I love it. All right. Well, Christy, thank you for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. Everybody. I will put the links to this blog post that she mentioned in the comment or in the show notes section of this so that you can find it and check her out and follow her hopefully we'll be seeing a lot of you in September and you'll be able to learn all about taking pictures with your phone from Christy so that you can get some good consistent pictures for your brand so that'll be awesome thank you again so much for being here Christy thanks so much for having me it's been such a treat Don't miss out on the Makers and Shakers Small Business Conference. This three-day event will be held in Spartanburg, South Carolina, September 26th through 28th, and we would love for you to join us. This registration price is $385, but you can get the early bird registration rate right now for $295. Just visit makersandshakersconference.com. And don't wait because those spaces won't last long.
That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so that you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.